Annyeong, and welcome to Halajuku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Brave. This is episode 50, Times They Are Changing. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to Halajuku, your... Uh, haphazard, semi-working, sometimes portal into the e-world of East Asian pop culture. I'm Petey Rave. He with me, as always, is none other than Brandon Cooper, a.k.a. King Kaz. Hi, how are you doing, Kaz? I can't make words! I'm doing doing exceptionally well this weekend. Uh, We got some good episodes of Running Man. Uh, The Genius is going, which I have not watched yet, so don't spoil it for me, anyone out there. God damn it. I know it's my own fault. Um, And then... Other than that, it's just been a pretty good week. We're, we're coming off the holidays, heading into the big holiday season. Uh, me and Petey survived Black Friday being people who work in retail, so... Yes. Barely. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> no one's dead. Yes, that we know of. <laughs> uh, so, all, all in all, real good things. Uh, and, of course, we're going to check in with each other on what's new and what's caught our attention this week. Uh, Kaz, what's new with you this week, uh, East Asian pop culture-wise? Someone got their fat ass out of my chair and went shopping. And I bought kimchi and other cool, delicious Korean delicacies and foods. Gotta eat your kimchi. Also, uh, don't shake your kimchi and then open it near your keyboard because there's a lot of juice in there. <laughs> it will go everywhere. And it's, it's fermenting in there a little bit, you know? You gotta remember that. <laughs> I, w- I, still wanna, so... I still wanna uh, experience making kimchi and then like actually burying the pot and whatnot, you know? Because that's, yeah, a, that's I, an experience. I, I think there's even to a point where you could just insta make kimchi like you know it's just kind of the the stuff that it's soaking in yeah and and all that and i know it looks gross for those out there who aren't used to kimchi it looks like a brain in a jar but it's just it's it's just pickled pickled vegetable Uh, this one happens to be made with cabbage and a few other things um but it's, it's really mainly cabbage um in in spices and and a brine uh and uh, the kind of traditional way they do it is they put it in a pot, bury it in the ground for a while, leave it <laughs> to ferment, and and, and and then they put it in a kimchi weird. fridge. <laughs> right, they... and then you keep it refrigerated. Keep refrigerated. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. it's actually yeah. and for it's, those... it's delicious. It can be an acquired taste, but it is a delicious side item on yeah. your plate. Oh god, yeah, no. And for those that haven't tasted it. It, it's it's spicy, but it's like super refreshing. Like really good kimchi is like refreshing. Like it, like it's such a perfect side dish because of that. Like it has a kind of a really good spice while still being having like a clean uh, taste. That kind of like it, it makes a for all you know for a dish that's spicy a good palate cleanser sometimes. Like <laughs> like you know you eat, it, you eat something and then you eat a little kimchi. You eat something else, you eat a little kimchi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gotta love some kimchi. Uh, but yeah, some ooh, uh, other random new thing for me. Uh, Chrome uh, Entertainment. Are, are my, you, know, I, you know, I love my, me some crayon pop. 
<laughs> so therefore, I, I'm inclined to support Chrome Entertainment. Chrome Entertainment started doing a, a, a kind of an overall Chrome TV because they've done Crayon Pop TV. I think they've done, like, they were about to, they, they halted it, but they were about to do season three of it with a Crayon Pop TV. Uh, but now they're doing the Chrome Specialty Magazine, or I guess Chrome TV, or whatever it is, where it's going to be, you know, what's the happening around Chrome, and it's actually kind of cute and fun, and uh, they do, you know, little reports, and they follow around, like, say, episode, the first episode, they follow around uh, Strawberry Milk, around their, uh, you know, a day in the life, uh, which was fun, and uh, the second episode, they actually... Uh, uh, chronicled uh, Gina's ping pong skills because apparently she's a she's a former uh, like she was super skilled and w- went to the quarterfinals in a competition once and actually they chronicled her like uh, go through and like kicking dudes asses and ping at, at friggin table tennis and it's like uh, kind of fun and, and funny uh, of course Gina mm-hmm. being uh, from Bob Girls uh, of course like like everybody knows that <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's just super cute and fun, and uh, you should check it out. It's on Chrome's web uh, YouTube page. They have t- both episodes. Uh, Crayon Pop Me Subs is gonna is apparently taking on the order of subbing them, and they're pretty fantastic at subbing. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Check it out; it's fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's super fun. I, really, I always love those things that give you a little bit more look at, at the fandom in a really good way. Like, like I, how much I used to talk about Two Ninety One TV, yeah, and and uh, the interstitials of Big Bang TV in the yeah. middle of <laughs> Two Ninety One TV, which just meant anytime they turned the member, turned the camera to a Big Bang member, the thing in the corner would change from Two Ninety One TV to Big Bang TV. Yeah, <laughs> or like so just don't to go GD looking TV. for. <laughs> Or just the GD TV. So don't go looking for Big Bang TV. Just watch you and me one TV. Yeah, um, so, so but yeah, I, I always love that kind of stuff. It's it's really fun and silly and, and, and it, it it's a great little kind of thing for like if you're a fan of something. Or, yeah, or like you know, getting to know the the people that you might be a fan of, but you don't quite get, you know know them as well. Uh, you get to know them a little better, and it's fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of you know fun music. Uh, you know, from music artists. Uh, let's talk about music. Kaz, what music has caught your attention this week? What's what's new with you with music? It is a lot of of. It's it's a great week for fucking fun ass music stuff. So I'm gonna start off with something a little bit old, still from this year. Uh, a, a band, well, a group who is a favorite of, of the uh, table here of podcasters, which is only two of us, yeah. uh, but happens to be FX and their song from, from this year's album, Red Light, which, which if you're into competitive gaming like me, playing StarCraft, uh, uh, in League, or, or HOTS, or even Hearthstone, or whatever, where you kind of hear the same music over and over again and the same sounds to the point where you just don't need to listen for the sounds and the music of the game and you want something to play over it, K-pop is a really good thing for that. And FX's Red Light is such a hype song. Like, it just gets you in the mood to go out and fuck someone up yeah. <laughs> in a video game. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun song. I remember we we, we, uh, we dug it when, it when it came out. We talked about it when we talked about the album. And it's just a fun song. Like that whole album is good. Like it, it's, it's. Yeah. I, I don't know if it quite reached pink pink tape for me. 
But yeah. it's still like on its own a really fantastic record, uh, and fantastic album, and uh, it's it's just some fun songs on there, and this song included, uh, and also uh, we're we're highly anticipating the Amber solo. Uh, we got to see. What, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We got to see. We, we got to see what it's like. Uh, we don't know what the concept is. Is it gonna be sexy concept? Is it gonna be cute concept? Is it, is she gonna get ratchet? <laughs> Is she gonna gonna get ratchet? I mean, you know, this year has been has been uh, prime for ratchetry. Uh, so yes, it has. So you know, who knows? Amber can pull it all off, uh, and like no other. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, um, love effects. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do my Kaz here, right? And talk about kind of the video in, in this. I love this video. I love the whole art concept behind this video. I love the choreography. And th- there is, like, not one part of this video that doesn't work for me. Um, it all just works so well. I kn- And it seems really random. But, you know, there's the dance part. There's the, like, super art part. And then there's the part that goes along with the video itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I love all of it. And, and it's kind of a mashment together yeah. because the song itself it takes so many different dips and turns and how it's arranged. So the random kind of random styling of a K-pop video fits this song really, really well. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that I love. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a, a shame that, 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 uh, that, uh, we didn't get more promotional activities for this song. Oh, the, the SM drama this year, <sighs> but let's not get into yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, All right, moving, moving on. on. Moving on. So uh, this song came out last week. Uh, yeah, sometime last week. Yeah, sometime last week. Um, but no, man, this was a really, really fun, like amazing song uh, by Loco uh, featuring Jay Park called Thinking About You. Uh, holy shit, was I surprised by how good of a rapper Loco is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the, he's one of those AM, AOMG kind of uh, the guys they're gonna they're probably gonna build their the the, the label around like uh, you know obviously yeah. Simon D and, and uh, Jay Park are the are the captains, uh, but they've got their their quality you know lineup their roster and Loco is yeah. a big part of that. Yeah. And, and Jay Park putting his hands and everything like yes. a good <laughs> P. Diddy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but in a better way because he started out as an artist, you know? Yeah. Uh, and in, and still is. So, and and goddamn, like, I did not think I was going to like this song. Like, it was, it was one of those things where I totally was like, oh, I'm not going to really like this song. I'm not going to really feel it. Um, but as soon as it comes on, as soon as you hear that beat, and you kind of see the silliness of them trying to follow this girl around in a maze. Yes. Um, and and just kind of the simple concept of it. And, and you know, because the song is actually really well written, too. You know, yeah. it's like kind of not random like you come to in some Korean rap sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's like so, it's so, so, so well written. Like the, 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 it's well delivered and it has a really good flow. Like, I like... Uh... Yeah, you know, it's AOMG has a, a solid roster of guys. Like, uh, 
yes, they have their moments, you know, where they, they start to tippy-toe into the try-hardness, you know? <laughs> they kind yeah. of, you know, uh, Jay Park is from Seattle, not Compton. <laughs> so he's not uh, he's not immune from saying, yeah, you, you ain't about that life. But, hey, you know what? Uh, he doesn't go to. He doesn't take it. He doesn't get too uh, try hard. I think he just has fun with it. Yeah. Has a style. He mostly wants to be like, oh, I'm, 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 uh, I, I get crazy and party and I drink and I have fun. So it's like it works. And then uh, they have the skills to back it up. He has a roster of guys with the skills to back it up. Uh, yeah, yeah. AMG, AMG is is just doing some good awesome it's doing some cool things and I'm, and I'm glad yeah I'm, I'm hoping we see i'm hoping we get to see because like this year was kind of the introduction to aomg and the artist of aomg being gray you know jay park loco and then a few of the other guys and stuff like that and kind of setting that seed of who they are and what you're going to expect from them so i'm hoping next year is that year where they really 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 come on strong and we get to see a lot more from them so yeah. aomg yeah, they had that. The they had the, the, if I don't know if we talked about it, but they had that really cool cipher on uh, Danny from LA with all the with yeah with uh, uh, what to say uh, dumbfounded, aka Parker, uh, who's another fantastic rapper who's uh, out there kicking ass, uh, and that was a fun cipher. Uh, but yeah, moving on to to the last, uh, a very much anticipated kind of. Uh, single, yeah, <laughs> part two of the YG Hip Hop Project. YG Hip Hop Project, yes, the YG Hip Hop Project. Uh, I kind of was waiting around for this to drop, and it finally did. Um, and you sent it to me this morning, like it was like as soon as like I fell asleep, it fucking dropped. Of course. <laughs> um, so this was this was what I awoke to uh, was, which is weird that it's it's Master Wu featuring these two, but. Yeah. Master Wu featuring uh, Doki and Bobby, uh, yes. which we we came to find out that Bobby was going to be part of this the YG Hip Hop Project, and we, uh-huh. everyone speculated, thinking it was going to be all these other YG artists, um, this... and nobody thought about Master Wu. It's like wild card, uh, and then nobody definitely <laughs> nobody definitely thought of uh, Doki. Well, no, there were some reports of possible of it possibly being Doki. Yeah, um, like him working with there, there were like rumors of him working with CL or him working with like Minzy or you know it, it, a lot of people speculated that he would be involved somehow, and then he kind of leaked it <laughs> on his Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the song overall is not bad. Uh, Master Wu is not one of my favorite Korean rap artists, but I really like I like Doki. I like some of the stuff Doki does, and fucking Bobby kills everything this kid touches right now. Like, I'm I'm almost getting to the point where I know Bobby's gonna premiere in Icon, right? Yeah. <laughs> premiere in Icon, like as if everybody isn't already fucking anticipating this kid. But it's already kind of getting to the point where I think Bobby is kind of showing that he can hold his own. And then thinking about the fact of him being placed into a group, as much as we've already seen of this kid, yeah, is almost ridiculous now. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is. Like, it is. It, it's, it's, 
This is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've already established and solidified my solo career. Uh, let's go backwards. <laughs> let's go backwards to the group thing. <laughs> right. Uh, like, but it's very interesting. Uh, I will say a couple. Like of initially, everybody right. kind of. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, I well, I will say a couple of things. Uh, I would say to Master Wu. Uh, Rough Riders is, is an actual hip-hop crew <laughs> that exists. Uh, I'm pretty sure you weren't initiated. I don't know. I don't know if, like, you know, DMX went to, to Korea and, and recruited you into the Rough Riders crew. Uh, but as far as I know, he probably didn't. I, I don't know if he can get a pars- passport. <laughs> so... <laughs> or got his passport back after all the crazy shit he's done in airports. Yeah, so uh, so I, I don't know. I, I, I imagine he appreciates the, the support, uh, but considering you're actually rapping with a Rough Rider logo on it. But, uh, and uh, Gold Grills? Come on. <laughs> what is this? It's, it's who Master Wu is. Master Wu is a gangster rapper. It just is what it is. You just have to let it go. Like, you can't hang on to it for too long. Like, it's just one of those things, man. Like, I mean, even, even what's his face? Even Nelly got rid of his grills. <laughs> like, you don't see Nelly with his grills still. I mean, he still has a stupid bandage on his face, but, uh, but you know, he got rid of the grills. I mean, yeah. like, the only person still have uh, wearing grills is, like, Paul Wall. But who cares what Paul Wall does? does. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it, but I mean, overall, it, it was a just you know a a, a kind of very very solid hip hop track, and I think uh, specifically reminding everybody that you know Master Wu is a thing, and uh, makes me want to yeah. go back and watch some Show Me the Money. Uh, but of course, uh, uh, but the main thing is also uh, it showcases Doki and Bobby uh, to a great degree. All right, before we move on to your songs, right? There's a lot of speculation about this, about about this song uh, that was coming out, especially on the heels of, of Judy and Taeyong, yeah. right? Are we satisfied with what we got? Or do we feel one of the other set pieces that were speculated would have been a better showing? I... I say... Bobby, Minzy, uh, Doki would have been, uh, whatever they could have done with those three pieces would have been a a better, (laughs) would have been a better (laughs) song. I think Bobby and Doki in the forefront, not, you know, not, uh, understandably, uh, in this song, they step back for the Sunday. (laughs) Uh, this is, you know, the reason Massa was the main artist in this song is because, He's the Sunbae. <laughs> he's been around longer, so he's like, "Well, you know, it's my song." It's like, "Well, what? What are we gonna say?" He he, he said his song. It's his song. It's his song. Okay, Master with some name. It's your song. Uh, <laughs> but with Doki and Bobby kind of showcasing their skills and Minzy, uh, you know, providing the vocals and the underlying, uh, you know, for the song, kind of. Uh, doing that i mean i guess 
it, it, it's something that was uh, it's already being done around other places. You know, male female vocals with the rapper. You know, male you know rappers with female vocals. I guess it's something that's already being done. So I guess I appreciate that it's not another one of those. But maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I would have liked to see that and wondered what what that could have been. Mino, I don't know, as a, another option, but I'm not. I, I I I don't know for sure if those would have been better though. All right, I mean, I'm just I don't know. I'm just kind of speculating. Like, yeah, yeah, we don't know for sure, but they could have been. I think a different. It would have been a different dynamic. That probably would have been a little more conventional, and like this one stuck to more of being. All right, this is the YG hip hop project for a specific reason. It's the hip hop project. So let's put three rapper, three MCs out there, and you know let them go, you know, and and that's going to be mm-hmm. the hip hop project. And I think the fact that they didn't uh, put a crutch of a female vocalist in there, you know, for for the more pop feel, I think was actually kind of commendable. I understand that. I, I understand right. the, the yeah. thought process, but I I still would like to have <laughs> I, seen a couple of the other possibilities. I still I still have this dream in my head of of Bobby Mino and Top like yes. on a track. Like, yes. yes. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Th- um, that might have been really awesome. Uh, I'm still wondering uh, if GD and Top would have and and the GD and Top. I want more GD Top. I think <laughs> did, did you see uh did you see the thing uh the little interview uh yeah, GD they, had and, where and he was like I saw the Asian junkie that kind of more or less broke it down to what it really was was that uh that uh GD likes Taeyong better cuz uh Taeyong's is, is more follows him and doesn't tell him <laughs> that his ideas are bad like I think there was a let's see all right I love this one it's like uh and it's it's great cuz he breaks it down uh this is where is it? Uh, all right, so yeah, uh, buried one of the comic catacombs. Uh, so it's like I said, the top is the guy who would tell G Dragon, "Yo, I don't think smothering ourselves in our own feces is fashion," and then trying to be thugs is a viable idea. Thus, they were great. <laughs> but Taeyong uh, Tae is like, "Okay, Opar," <laughs> and that's why GD likes him better because <laughs> he'll just like. I, I wanted to blah blah blah. This this dumb idea is like okay. The top is like you're dumb. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Keep this simple. Let's do this, this this this. Simplify the fashion and let's make a rocking track. And then they make an awesome track. <laughs> they make GD on top, mm-hmm. which is a fucking <laughs> awesome album. Like because right. they balance each other out. All right, but moving on. To, from stuff we wish we had. Uh, I'm going to continue the rap flow. Uh, you're going to pass the mic. I'm going to continue the flow. Uh, to a track that I kind of just found on uh, our K-pop. came out more than like a two, like two weeks ago. Uh, but I just like seen it on our K-pop. Uh, this rapper that I'm not familiar with. Uh, but intrigues me. Called Nudie. Uh, yeah. Nudie. Or I don't know. Uh, I was intrigued because it was a 19 plus video and his name was Moody. Uh, but <laughs> turns out it was just a fantastic uh, rapper uh, with you know a nice simple video, uh, showcase video. Uh, 
there's a song called Insane, and this is actually kind of, it, it intrigued me. Like, at, at first I didn't know what to make of it, but, the, like, the beat drew me in, the use of the, the Gaia goon. Like, like the fact that, you know, the, I'm surprised more Korean artists don't use the Gaia goon more often in, in their beats, because it's just a, a cool little dynamic instrument that you can throw in there. But, like, the throwing in the Gaia goon and... Uh, the you know the claps and the kind of the way the beat worked and then him as a rapper was pretty solid like his flow was pretty interesting like the way he kind of uh, you know verbalized was pretty interesting I don't know it was just a, a really cool little track uh, what what do you think Kaz? <laughs> Funnily, I I thought a lot of the same stuff <laughs> like at first it was kind of it, it was kind of weird but then as I like listened to it uh like again a second time I was like well his verbalization is is really interesting like um it 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 kind of it kind of you know like kind of Gary has this kind of talk tone to yeah. when he raps you know um and it, it kind of reminded me of that in a sense, but not as verbalized. Like fucking, like Gary's verbalization is fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. but his his was really good. Yeah, yeah. It, it is it is a fun little rap song. Like it it, it uh, the instrumentation is cool and interesting. Like the the mix of it all is is really fun. Uh, it's just a a really cool track and uh a more solidifying not that you're the rapper is not uh only for the for the the top labels and the top artists uh yep. other artists out there are doing their thing too for hashtag you're the rapper they're you know we're all contributing somehow uh to to the movement <laughs> uh but yeah you know just a cool little track um the next track that, that caught my attention uh a new new joint from the Classic Y project, uh, the you know, of course, DJ yeah. Classy's uh, thing, DJ Classy's a group and, and uh, that where he showcases his skills. Uh, Classic Y project with uh, I'm gonna have to look at the docs for the English translation because it's not on the YouTube. Uh, Think about you, <laughs> another song called Thinking About You, uh, and it's exactly what Classic Y project does better, but does best. Uh, OST, uh, really depressing uh, OST ballad songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's really, of course, that well done, that kind of uh, dreamy, uh, moody, electronic-tinged uh, sound that they do really well. It's, you know, that sound that we loved when, you know, when we talked about My Lovely Samsoon, uh, that we talked about, you know, with the previous song, there's uh, on the show, and it is just really cool. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love their ballad work. It's so fucking amazing. Like, it's, it's the type of shit that makes you cry like a little bitch. Like, <laughs> it's just so good, man. Yeah, it's a little tear. Like, I'll get you in the mood. Uh, and, like, I had to see this movie because it's, it's, like, like I was, like, wondering why this elaborate plot was happening. And I was, like, oh, it's, it's from, from a movie, you know. From movie. I was, like, wow, these are good actors. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. And I got I to gotta see what the hell this movie is. Uh, but, yeah, Classic Choir Project always knocks it out of the park. 
I think uh, they're just so talented. There's a reason why they're so respected uh, in 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 Korea uh, because you know it, DJ Classy, you know <laughs> he is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, the last track that I'm going to uh, uh, point out is another kind of uh, out of nowhere track that I, that I found. Uh, a group by the name of uh, Guka Sten uh, with their song Transformation. Another group, I'm, uh, uh, this is a group that I'm not familiar with, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not familiar put, with this group either. put out some stuff. And uh, to, to say this was kind of uh, out of left field would be an understatement. <laughs> this is a very frenetic song, very, very frenetic video, kind of crazy and like uh, the very, very interesting use of uh, baby actors <laughs> in your music video. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor baby, they're making him cry. Like, oh. uh, but it was an interesting use and like, you know, the transformation idea of like watching this kid grow up and like, you know, uh, make these, like make this art and grow up and grow back down and like, you know, age in different directions and like, uh, you know, build, walk around this, uh, this little like room environment where there's like, you know, art all over the place and like, uh, you know, making faces and while the song just kind of blares out and, and like, and like this like you know interesting like rock song that's like the, the electronic tinged rock song i don't know what, what, what did you think Kaz? And the, the song was really cool and then like the kind of silly fun visual like anything with kids is always going to kind of get a pass you know like <laughs> Because kids are fucking cute. So you're like, oh, kids are cute. What do, what do you want? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, So there, there really wasn't much to say bad about it. Yeah, it was, it was a really fun video. And the song was actually pretty cool and, and it had a cool style to it. And it just kind of got, got my attention. It was like well, random stuff when you're kind of wandering through. Uh, and I feel appreciative of our K-pop for not just posting... Uh, the, the community over there not just being about, you know, uh, opas. <laughs> not just being about their opas, you know. Because I think it's a different community in our K-pop. And, and that's just really cool. Like, they're, like, more of my people. And they post about different stuff in East Asian pop. Well, different stuff in, like, Korean pop. Like, this stuff. And, like, uh, the, uh, you know, cool Korean hip-hop. And, like, uh, lesser-known artists. And, like, uh, I appreciate the kind of kind of going through and the stuff that they kind of uh, turned me on to which is cool uh, but yeah music uh, but yeah that's it for our music uh, we're gonna yeah, transfer an awesome, awesome week of freaking music yes yes some new songs that we're brought looking to, forward brought to, to you by kimchi yes brought to you by kimchi uh, we're gonna go into our headlines so join us over there won't you Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Headlines here at Hallyujuku. We're going to talk about some of the latest topical topics that have caught my attention, uh, or our attention. Uh, 
some of the things going on in the world of East Asian pop culture. Let's get down to it. Uh, the yeah. first headline, Taeyong reveals honest statement. Only in South Korea do idols need official statements on their private life. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so pretty much. So, uh, so an interviewer was uh, going, uh, you know, talk, uh, asking GD about uh, Kiko, uh, the the worst kept secret relationship in uh, in K-pop, uh, uh, and you know, he obviously replied, "You know, I have nothing to say." Blah blah blah. And they said they were going to uh, release a statement. Uh, seeing the turn in the interview, Taeyang shared his thoughts on celebrities dating in South Korea, stating that, I think it is only in South Korea where an official statement is needed for our private life. He explains that he finds it worrying for the public to be interested in minute details of their life, citing that it also becomes a burden to the company, blah, blah, blah. Uh, to which, you know, yeah, definitely. Uh, I will say, obviously, the flaw in the statement is that uh, it, South Korea isn't the only place where there's a obsessive uh, uh want for the all oh, the minute details of celebrities uh personal lives and taking lives and whatnot but south uh, you know south korea i think maybe D- japan i would throw in there as well for, for for idols and whatnot uh are the only place where you need an official statement to address you know serious you know, serious statements about your dating life. Like, they're the only places where you feel like you have to, like, make a statement denying there's a relationship or make an official statement uh, finally confirming. Because, like, over here, when we talk, when we gossip about, you know, relationships, we're like, ooh, you know, it's the latest gossip, and we get all excited, and we're, you know, it's on the special gossip pages and things like that, but it's always, like, excitement or intrigue or just we're being nosy and uh, there's there's never a kind of a much of a weight to it like like there's yeah like, like but in the idol culture there's always a weight to the idea that these people might possibly be dating you know <laughs> like that like they feel the need to release public you know public statements about it because of that uh what what, what do you think Kaz? I mean, it happens here in America too, where sometimes you know you get official statements on on. Uh, you know, relationships and things like that, but I don't think it has the same weight like he was talking about that it does in uh, Korea and and like you said, in Japan and in a lot of those East Asian places, you know, where even even it could be a detriment to the company, you know, yeah. <laughs> as, as weird as that may be, um, like to, to think that, but people people feel that way. I don't know. It, it, like, it's 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 a little disconcerting, like that it has to be with that approach. Like, uh, you know, it, it is not to say that you know we're better, like we're that much better. Like we, uh, you know, in America, we do have an obsession with the details of her. We do we do idolize uh, celebrities in a certain way, and yeah, we do it in a little more positive light. But uh, you know, we still kind of you know over over uh we do that a little bit too i think uh the important distinction i think i would di- i agree with Taeyang that only in south korea do they need official statements do they need official statements but i think the uh statement i think i will say that uh, there is a caveat of like 
it's a it's a thing that we all need to work on with our over obsession with the minute details of celebrities' life everywhere. But yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a it's an interesting observation though. I mean, uh, it, it's one of those things that like we don't talk about. Like, I mean, we we talk about it, but usually it's in mention of like fucking get over it like why do you care if he's dating her or, or they're doing this or this that and the other and like usually one of us is really angry about it yeah um, uh, there's an episode called the netizen rant because i want to rant yeah. on netizens <laughs> rant on netizens <laughs> right like like to a certain extent, right? And 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 this is across the board with with anyone who's famous, any actor, any singer, any any professional video game player, except for one. Um, I don't care about their personal lives, except for that one uh, professional video game player that I mentioned, who I probably would stalk if given the chance. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, there's the one streamer I'm planning on proposing to, but outside of that, you know, right, right, you know, I don't, I don't care about their personal life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes no difference to me that that is a thing. Like, what they ate that night, you know, who they went out with that night, or or what they might be doing, unless it has anything to do with working on the medium in which I care for them about. I don't give a fuck. Or you know, or if it's like fun anecdotes that they willingly share on like talk shows or you know on like you know fun discussion variety shows, like fun anecdotes about their lives, you know that are funny and and kind of give an insight of who they are. That, those are fun, but I don't need those. Those are fun, but I don't need to know about every day of their lives and you know and their their dating habits. Like uh, you know, it's fun. To, to gossip. Gossiping is fun. But, like, if I don't find out about their dating lives, I can live. I don't, you know, uh, as much as uh, gossiping is fun. Like, I, I this, I think it, it's something where it's not going to change. We just hope that we can keep it as benign. We can keep that culture and that uh, approach and that kind of that feeling as benign as possible because it's always just going to, I think we almost have to admit it's always going to be there, but uh, if we can keep it as benign as possible, we can at least avoid negative uh, uh, impact on on these human beings' lives, you know? Uh, But yeah. Come on. Get over, just stop obsessing over, you know, GD's dating Kiko. Whatever. They seem cute (laughs) together. You know they're both attractive. They, they, you know, they they go on, they do their thing. Good for them. Uh, but yeah, moving on, like we all should. Uh, next up, uh, <laughs> so uh, to more about complaining. Uh, celebrity talks about hardships. People use it to whine about their lives. Uh, so I guess we're just gonna keep talking about the same thing. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of people on the internet are offended that Boa. Uh, talked about the hardships of her life and uh so boa talked about how the fact that she's uh she never really stopped working from the point of she when she got into business till well now <laughs> uh and more or less in 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 the actual way she was saying it uh well we'll, we'll get into it and everybody kind of got into you know 
you know, I got into complaining about like, uh, you know, it's hard for me to relate to as a non-celebrity when my own parents have been working without taking a break for longer than a day for the past 30 years. And, oh, I'm working every half thousand dollars an hour. I was like, like, I think this breakdown uh, of Asian Junkie works out, works better. But like, I don't know. Uh. You know, things like, you know, when Sunny said she longed for a normal life sometimes, you know. It, it's a thing that, that we are prone to do. And I'm sure I've, I've thought those thoughts before. But it's like, maybe, you know, we need to, like, realize that when, you know, people have a hard time, it doesn't matter if they're, like, a super rich, which most of these idols aren't, aren't super rich celebrity. Uh, it's, you know hard stuff is still hard stuff. I don't know, what was your, your impression before we kind of we go into the breakdown that Agent Junkie did? What was your impression? It, it's it just kind of harps back to one of those things where in, in a sense, right? Let, let, let's say from the things that we do, we get famous, right? I like that kind of fame way more than any other kind of fame in the world, Right? Like, because as soon as you're on TV consistently or you do anything which makes you a consistent name, you're special, right? And you're not a regular human being and you shouldn't complain about regular human problems and, like, just all these kind of things that go into those crazy-ass fucking just... yeah. <laughs> Stupid shit. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> may, uh our boy uh IATFB at Asian Junkie uh broke it down really well. He said Boa didn't say I don't get vacation, so fuck all your problems, I'm special. She was just saying how she's you know, she's been working hard for a long time, she doesn't have much time to enjoy for yourself. Exactly the same, you know. The the, the you know that she you know, it's like you know, well, yeah, money. What, what the hell is the point of money if you can't, don't have time to actually like enjoy it? So it's like, uh, um, and then she's not making some serious statement. She actually laughed about it because like she she was just kind of making a comment about like you know she said she Jackson she asked uh, you know should I work like a cow and then laughs so, like she's just saying ah you know I've been kind of working at this for a while and this is crazy, uh, and of course the 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 response was like oh my god what a diva who doesn't understand man my heart chaps, uh, and honestly. No, I doubt your life was just as hard considering how Bo was subjected to conditions that are literally now illegal under child labor laws. Like, it's amazing to think how long she's been in the business and she's only 28. <laughs> right. I just realized, like, I looked it up, it's like, she's only 28? Like, I feel like she's been she's been in for the business for like Damn. 14 years. I, no, like I, 14. I, thought, I thought she was older than that. Damn. It's because she's I been did. in the business she since she was like four, 13, 14. So it's like... <laughs> and the contract situation back then, just as former SM entertainment artists, how they were... Those are some, yeah, it was like, oh, God. You, you, you don't even really want to kind of look back in those uh, days. And, of course, they didn't have money. <laughs> God, I can't imagine how long it took before she actually had any money. Like, you know... Uh, you know, we're going to talk about some, some about, you know, debts and, so, and whatnot, but it's like, no, you, 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 you didn't have it as, you don't have it as hard 
I doubt it. Like, unless you really, like, she, she's been working since she was, like, a teenager and working hard, like, a full-time job since she was 13 years old. Like, uh, she's busted her ass, and, and the idea that she's, you know, could want to, to have some little time for herself is normal and human. <laughs> Damn it. Mm-hmm. Damn it! Arr! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 uh, I'm I mean, it, it, it's the same thing we've talked about time and time again, and it's not going to change. People just they they just don't have the understanding that they should for these kind of things. Yeah, they don't like, understand it's, these it's human just beings. isn't. Like, just like, and again, goes back to why I hate the word idol. And I mean, it's it's it's. It's dumb to get obsessed about a word usage, but that's why I hate the word idol. Like, these people aren't idols. These are performers, singers, song, you know, sometimes songwriters, but singers, actors, uh, MCs, you know. And you could... Th- there needs to be a better word for that, you know, that uh, jack-of-all-trades uh, genre of, you know, K-pop or J-pop where... The, the point is that you, you kind of can the, train them for all things and then, you know, they could specialize later. Like a Pokemon. <laughs> you know, like they're like, they're like, they're, 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 uh, they're Eevee. Eevee, Eevee, uh, artists. They're Eevee <laughs> artists. They can do all the things and then, like, you know, when they're ready, they can specialize. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some better than than the, the idea that they're idols, this uh, untouchable thing that can't you know that's impermeable and can't possibly be human. Uh, nah. But yeah, I don't know. Let's move on to something more fun. Uh, to perfume, a group that kind of have a little bit of a tangential group, a tangential uh, uh, understanding of. But it, you know, I've, I've learned, listened to a song or two. Uh, but definitely an interesting group that is probably one of perfume are poised to make it in America. This is actually uh, uh, from Wondering Sound, a different uh, website that I usually uh, go to, but it was on RJ Pop, so interesting. Uh, the three members of the Japanese pop group Perfume didn't expect much of their travel to the United States for the first time together. Uh, they... they the, the trio of Yuka Kashino, Ayaka Nishiwaki, and Ayano Omoto had become staples at home but hadn't made a mark outside Japan until Pixar's great chief creative officer John Lasseter selected one of the songs appear, to appear on the soundtrack of his Cars 2. Uh, they were featured in a brief scene in an auto-centric version of Tokyo. Uh, and this article kind of goes down into, you know, interviews and some, like, some of the people that they've influenced over the years because, like, and kind of goes back into their history, which is really interesting because, like, uh, how they, they kind of started out a while back and how they were kind of at the point where they were going to, they were, you know, they, they kind of made breakthrough. They were kind of at a make it or break it kind of uh, point in their career. But, you know, it worked out like they were their last project before they, you know, they were going to just finally be uh, dissolved. Uh, they kind of really broke out, and uh, they also go into some of the artists that have been influenced by them, like Passion Pit and uh, you know other artists like that. And 
like this is an interesting uh look and an interesting op-ed and the, on the idea of a j-pop artist making it over in america uh what impression did you have of this article and what what, what thoughts did you have uh, reading this um it just i don't know it's not surprising i i've never i've heard of perfume i've never really followed perfume um but it, it's always these groups that you don't really know much of you know that kind of instantly make you go wait what about this person what about that group and you know then you're like oh oh okay and you're like you know, because they're, they're talked about in the article. You you know, they talk about Kiri Pamu Pamu and yeah. kind of some of these other other people and things like that. And then at the same time, it just goes funny to show that, you know, they, they had a lot of hard work and, and kind of this, like, uh, chance thing that, that made them popular. And, you know, that all these other things that, that kind of led to their, their kind of in the background popularity that then led to their bigger popularity. But then you think about something like, um, uh, Oh God damn it. I had the name in my head. Now it's gone. Wait, wait, it's coming back slowly, but surely. Oh God damn it. You covered it on record breakers. Uh, baby metal, baby metal. Right. And just kind of how, that is designed, and then it just is kind of instantly. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I like the 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 insta popularity of it all. Uh, it, it's one of those things where obviously it's it's a fluke, and in, in, uh, if you know you make it in any market. Uh, but I like the idea of that there could be a J-pop artist that wants to uh, grow themselves out of the out of the uh, Japanese market. Uh, and do so kind of by staying decidedly Japanese. Uh, I, I mean, at, at this point in our in our life cycle, right? And and the many times that they have been popular here in America, and if they just grasped it, could have been even more popular. Fucking AKB, right? Yeah. Like, how many times in passing conversations have you just heard somebody talk about AKB, and you're like, Wait, what? How do you know what that is? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Excuse me? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's almost like Girls' Generation. Like, like when you talk about K-pop, everyone knows Girls' Generation. Because they make but... it feel the heat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you talk about J-pop, everyone knows AKB48. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Some it, level, in, yeah. in some it, on some level, yeah, like they—they just... they might not even know the name, but they'll know like, hey, ain't those them like like them where they have those girl groups with like the three hundred members and shit, and like, yeah, them them chicks, yeah. <laughs> on that, even yeah. on that level, they know a little bit about AKB48, yeah, right. So, so those I mean... names that have crossover appeal, if the artists let them, because like, I think it's something where I'm definitely going to have this conversation with Roberto Villegas. Uh, when we talk about Japan Night and when I shoehorn myself into the uh, Japan Night, my so-called 8-bit life, because I will do that. I will in, I will in, uh, invite myself into that podcast. <laughs> uh, I will invite myself into that podcast. Uh, and uh, we will talk about the differences in like the K-pop and J-pop. And the fact that J-pop has this big market bigger than the United States. 
you know, as far as a, a music consumer market. And it's a music consumer market that loves Japanese artists above all. But. Yeah. It's only a certain size. <laughs> like, and they get, they, they become reliant on that. Like, they, they just become complacent with that. Like, oh, we have a big market, we can just be here. But that's not growth. <laughs> that's not growth. Like, you can't, like, you can with, like, growing outside of, if, if you do it right, growing outside of your market. Where, like, American pop artists, do they stay in America and only do tour dates and album releases in America? No, <laughs> they go to Japan, and you know, mm-hmm. for, for no good reason. And they they go to you know Korea. They go to all over the world because you know they, the more people that buy you know are around and willing to buy your music, and the more people you can kind of try to convince to buy your music, the better. Growth, growth. Uh, you know, growing your market share all over the place. Uh, not being complacent, not staying still. So good for perfume. <laughs> And of course, good for Carapon Academy, who of course is going to take over the entire world, as we've said. <laughs> Her rule will be uh, will be uh, swift, uh, steadfast, firm, but adorable. Uh, thank you, Base Caddy. Uh, but yeah, good take luck. Over the world. Good luck. A little perfume. at a time. Yeah. Good luck, perfume. Uh, Vote Caddy Caddy and. 2014. Yes. No, wait, hold on. It is 2014. All, it is 2014. <laughs> Caddy 2016. World president. Uh, yeah. well, we'll have to, I think the world president elections are going to be uh, for a while. So vote Caddy world president 2022. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. 2020. Super baseball 2020. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but that's it. Moving on to, you know, good luck, uh, perfume, but moving on. Uh, so, 2014 is not letting up with with the craziness, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna we have our couple of big main events now. We're getting into the big meat and potatoes of of the articles and headlines. Uh, let's start with this. Ricky singer Megan Lee uh, has contract dispute with agency six months after debut. Uh, just six months into her debut, rookie singer Megan Lee has run into problems with agency agency's exclusive contract. Uh, she submitted a request. Uh, kind of submitted a request for an injunction on her contract with uh, uh, Soul Shop Entertainment, which is, uh, of course, for those that don't know, mm-hmm. uh, the agency run by G.O.D.'s Kim Tae-woo. Uh, a, a source from Megan Lee's camp stated that the contract is unfair, including issues with breach penalties, uh, the agency abusing its power to put down unfair terms, and the agency unilaterally setting a schedule for the artist without consulting her. You know, the huge. Uh, mm-hmm. we had set a schedule abroad with permission from the agency, but the agency then went ahead and signed a contract with the musical all shook up on their own. They used Megan Lee's bank seal without her permission, which is like, wait, who's going to have your freaking bank seal? And then that, that made me think, realize, oh, that's when they were talking about TVXQ's lawsuit, when they said their contract kept getting renewed without their permission. Oh yeah. It's cause they use bank seals. They use the stamps. Not, they don't sign. Use the stamps. If somebody else could have your stamp, they'd just stamp a contract for you. And mm-hmm. like, it's like okay, uh, but the the, the the you know social entertainment released an official statement the following day, uh, basically kind of uh, breaking it down. Uh, 
you know, the, the for, as, as the kind of the drama went on, uh, she they, they made statements about you know being verbally abused by uh, Kim Tae-woo's wife. Uh, you know, kind of almost kind of the usual stuff you expect. I think the the notable thing again, this isn't. I think the normal thing is like this sounds like just another oh idol has dispute with agency, but Megan Lee's not an idol, and this isn't a big agency. This isn't SM. This isn't you know. Uh, even TS Entertainment, as we're going to talk about in a little bit, uh, or you know, Star Empire. This is you know, Soul Shop Entertainment. This is Kim Tae Woo's little uh, boutique agency, and right. there's a lot of things going back and forth, of course, like it always is, and a lot of it is biased, and we don't know the exact details. But what what speculations do you have, Cass? I think. I think it, it, it's the use case of of what agencies are used to being able to get away with. Yeah. And and then an American artist is like, huh. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's what they're used to getting away with and the way that they're used to working, whether they mean it in a bad way or not. Like it's, it's just what they're used to. So it happens to be one of those things where it's just like, Oh, you know, that this person's like, Oh, Oh shit. Like, I'm, Oh, okay. Like, I, Oh, it, 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 it's just weird for everyone involved. You yeah. know what I'm saying? At a certain point. Uh, and you have these moments where you're just like, okay, no. Like, and, and somebody's like, no, you can't, you can't do that. Like, no, that's not cool. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's not what you're supposed to do. And they're like, but this is how we do business. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like we don't know any other way. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, at the end of uh, Asian Junkie's article on it, he kind of summarizes it fairly well. Uh, it says, you know, the public honestly still doesn't know much about this since all we are, have are biased statements from people who benefit from said bias. You know, obviously things going back and forth. Uh, th- that said, judging on what's been reported so far and what each side does and doesn't choose to address and or refute, it really does seem like Megan Lee simply found a credible opportunity in America and was pissed she couldn't get a chance to go for it and was stuck in Korea doing a musical. Uh, this is especially true for me because she already has a, quite a background in the States and it seems like her Korean career was more opportunistic than anything else. And he kind of offers a little bit of insight and says that when he worked for a different website, he used to get emails all the time asking to promote her YouTube channel, uh, you know, which is not wrong. It's, you know, her getting her word out, but... Uh, it it does kind of uh, pepper his, color his opinion on kind of where her ap- approach to having a career in Korea is based on, which is you know there's nothing wrong with that. She saw a more you know a more immediate opportunity over here. She speaks the language and she saw that. But then you know she had an opportunity in America and it's like. There's a lot going back and forth. The truth could be a lot of things. You know, it could very much be like she had this opportunity in Korea, but then like, oh, I I have this opportunity in America in a relevant market, and be like, uh, screw your relevant bitches. I'm going over here. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, and and kind of uh, and this could all be uh, spin, but 
we don't know and there's a lot of things going back and forth but like you know it's like uh, it, it, it again with the following we're going to talk we're going to jump into the in the in a in a minute to the next headline it, it is another another chisel into the status quo uh pillar of how things are done in in in, in K-pop like another thing was like hey that's not cool <laughs> like somebody else actually <laughs> finally going hey not so much <laughs> and I think it's starting to accumulate where more and more it's not just hanging and it's not just JYJ it's like it's yeah. been all these people this year and then uh, you know now it's oh, Megan Lee and then now we're moving on to uh, the big one <laughs> which was all six BAP members allegedly filed a lawsuit against TS Entertainment uh, an exclusive report by Exports News uh, that has been released stating that the six members of BAP are suing their company for nullification of their contract, according to legal sources. The members allegedly submitted the lawsuit to the Seoul Western District Court. Uh, according to the report, the submitted suit claims that the members' contracts with the agency are unconsiderably advantageous to the company and unfavorable to, uh, to the members. As usual. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. The usual. Uh, and and provides a lot. And there's a there's a wild dispatch uh, breakdown which I don't have linked here, uh, but that really broke it down. And the fact that you know the contract started, it was a seven year contract as is, you know was defined by the kind of the the rule standards for idle contract when the people I finally had to step in, but seven years from the first album release. Uh, and you know they, they did their best to delay you know actual album releases uh but it, it goes back to kind of BAP has been going non-stop since they started and it's really coming to light that that it was not a good thing on their bodies minds or souls and the company didn't really give a shit about that <laughs> Like, of course not. Like, like <laughs> why would they? This is K-pop, bro. Yeah, and uh, what do you drop, man? Like, that's what it is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, dispatch, and I, I forgot to include, and uh, Agent Noki does include a cool little article. Uh, and they broke it down. Like, they they refused to pay for hospital bills. Uh, like if they were WWE or something. Uh, they, they, you know, <laughs> hey, that was a thing. I, I, I referenced the thing that was a thing this week. Yay. I made a topical reference. <laughs> this, this week. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And I don't think that was just this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, things like the fact that in the entire time, you know, since, you know, the, the two years, the nearly three years that they've existed, they've made, uh, they made one payment of 17.9 million won, which is just 18 grand, like 17 grand. They got one like lump sum of 18 grand recently, which, wow. which 
for like a lot of groups and even like you know girl groups or maybe lesser known groups or groups that just started or things like that the fact that oh they didn't really make any personal income for a while and then then they started making some and it wasn't a lot but they made some isn't crazy but this is BAP and they've been relevant for a little while <laughs> for about a bit about a minute they've been relevant for about a minute like they've been a while and they've been well known for a while they've been you know winning music shows i believe unless i'm mistaking and they they are relevant and they're a boy group <laughs> so again they're going to be making more money so the fact that they're not making they only made 18 grand in the three years most of which they were relevant and making bank uh, presumably for their company is suspicious <laughs> Uh, especially, you know, if you know how much they, you know, groups make for like, you know, public events and, and TV appearances and whatnot, this is, it, 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 there's a lot suspicious about this and a lot fucked up again. And we're talking about this again and it's crazy. And especially for a group we like, I don't know. Well, what, what did you think, Kaz? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I hold BAP in a really high regard. So this is tough for me, you know, like, like, because, because I'm on their side. I, I feel for BAP, you yeah. know, like they, they should have be, they should have been making bank, man. Like they are out there grinding the pavement. They are, they are fucking showmen. You know what I'm saying? Cause we're always talking about how good their choreography is, how good their dancing is, which, you know, one goes to show the amount of time that they're, they're putting into practice, but the amount of time they're, getting put into practice, you know? Yeah. And not getting the 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 reward, so to speak, in, in return for all that work that they're putting in is just wrong. And and you know and I hope in the end that this turns out good for them and that, you know, at, at the best they end up somewhere that will pay them what they're worth and allow them to keep doing the things that they're good at. Because if if this turns into no longer having BAP in K-pop, that's just not good. Yeah, you know, like I, I would love for I would love at the end of the day for BAP to still be BAP, even if they have to change their name. You know, that yeah. whatever. Really but I would still love for them to stay that that kind of cohesive unit yeah. that is BAP because they work really well together. Yeah, I think they are all suing at the same time, and they're all and if this works out, they'll all nullify their contracts. And you know they could block be themselves over to another agency, uh, <laughs> and it, it it worked out well for Block B, like you know, so them kind of uprooting and moving to another agency, kind of making a better situation for themselves, can be good, and it it it, it could be really good for them, and I'm I'm glad for them, and but this also makes me worried. This also makes me worried for my girls in secret. Because this is a secrets agency, <laughs> uh, who I adore, including including uh, 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 Beck GG, uh, Hunwa. Wait, what? What's your face? Hunwa. Order. <laughs> Hunwa. Hunwa. <laughs> Betty Hunwa. Damn it! I can't believe I forgot her name. <laughs> she was on Invisible Youth. I can't believe I forgot her name. But yeah, my girl's a secret. I, I, this has me worrying about them. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully this works out. The, the key thing is if this works out, they'll be able to, like I said, pull a block B 
uproot themselves and go to another agency uh and maybe have a little bit of clout because they're be you know they're bap uh to be able to kind of give themselves a better situation maybe even at seven yeah. seasons hey go over to seven seas join block b you have that that <laughs> you know that block b b a block b a p uh collab you know <laughs> You know, have Zico write some of their some of their tracks. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I think we all I, we both wish the best for BAP because we were both really really fond of BAP and we want all good things. But God damn it, this really does put another you know another another spotlight on like the business and how it works, and you know maybe. Have, it'll have an effect. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, they, they seem to have a lot of support from a lot of different people. And it, it's just, you know, like, it, it, we've been talking about this kind of, cease, like, the seesaw that is going on where, like, before the companies had all the power and could make somebody seem bad when they when they spoke out. And now it's getting to the point where so many people are starting to speak out that the companies are the bad people and you, you're feeling for the artist, you know? Um, so it, it, there has to be a change. that that And that change is coming, and we're going to see what it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe at some point everybody just ends up at YG. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they keep whopping people around. Yeah, I think uh, this one comment on on Reddit was actually actually uh, summed it up well, uh, and I hope that it they're they're right. Uh, it says honestly to the and this is by user uh, Jacob Doroff, Jake, uh, Jacob Doroff, or Jacob Doroff. Uh, honestly, 2014 will go down as the year that the fundamental untenability of the K-pop business model finally comes to light. I mean, it's always sounded nuts on paper, but this past year, everything seemed to come to a head, and the cat's out of the bag now that if you really get sick of being a slave idol, you can simply stop. <laughs> Previously, there'd be an aberration here or there, or JYJ or Hanging, but now it's a full-blown trend. It was kind of inevitable but that at some point, more and more of these groups will realize that 20-hour workdays and debt just ain't worth the limelight and the fans, half of whom, because K-pop's K-pop, think they're entitled to every bit of their lives. I think 2014 is really just the beginning of a broader fragmentation. K-pop will continue, but I would bet in it in some deeply changed way. And uh, I hope he's right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I I do have some link karma, as you can see. Uh, not not a lot. I mean, it was basically one picture that I stole from Cowgirl Curtis that gave me all my link karma. Uh, but that's beside the point. My link karma. Uh, I I really hope that that it, it really is a beginning of a you know the new beginning for K-pop going forward. This has always been. It's funny we've joined we joined as a podcast into the world of K-pop and like we said we're, we're trying. <laughs> I know we 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 do have that Juku in there. I know we're we're gonna try a little bit better to incorporate the Juku rather than the Hallyu at some point. This is what's in our world. But we joined at a very interesting time. It's very much a transitional period from 2012 to now. This like little spot, these little past couple of years, it's been very transformative in the world of K-pop for good 
or for better or for worse. I think for yeah. better and a lot of the scandals might be even for better. Because if it makes yeah. something so like uh and yeah. I think that's that's it that's it for another fun episode of Halujuku. Another another uh serious episode. <laughs> Uh, uh, but you know, another, another, uh, interesting episode. We are excited because it's going to, where the year is drawing to the end and we're going to start working on our year end stuff. We're probably going to have at least, you know, a couple of episodes where we kind of break the year down, uh, and talk about what's been going on this year. We're going to probably hand out some awards, talk about our favorite stuff. So look forward to that. It's going to be cool. Uh, pretty soon, we're going to start doing that. Uh, and if you have something that, you know, caught your attention this year that we should cover, a group that we should cover, uh, you know, whether it be, a, you know, a, a standout debut or a significant, you know, comeback that you think we should definitely cover on our year-end uh, recap, let us know. And we'll do just that, especially if it's J-pop, because it's kind of something that we don't cover a lot of. But we'd love yeah, to we talk. may need to hire a J-pop person. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I've lost my, my waning interest in J-pop. And if, even if I did still have it, it would have been, hey, AKB is up to this, and AKB is up to that. <laughs> and that, would, that wouldn't have been fun. So yeah. I, we may need to find a J-pop person. I may have to talk to some people. I also need to go put my goddamn kimchi back in the refrigerator <laughs> before yes. it actually gets nasty. Yes. <laughs> and and, and uh, we will, we will, you will do just that once we're done with this episode. Cass! Yay. What is going on in your neck of the woods? What's going on in your world? Not, it's not much. It's the end of the year, and it's it's a lot of preparing for next year and and a lot of that stuff. So, I'd say pay attention to record breakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, some good shit. Yes. Also, when you see Brett, tell him fuck you because Jaime is a fucking scientist. So of course he had a better fucking. Uh, a better fucking haiku than I did. And he also remembered to write one in two languages. I didn't fucking write mine at all. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, check out Rick Burgers. Check out uh, about.me slash King Kaz if I pointed the right direction. About.me slash Cutie Rave. Uh, uh, the show is at Halijuku. You, if, if you don't know how to spell it, I actually put it down there. So look, Halijuku. Yeah, just follow lovely. that Twitter account. And that is, and, and if, if you're wondering about the logo, it really does says does say Han Liu on the top and Harajuku on the bottom. I did not just throw random Asian shit on there. I actually <laughs> looked this up. <laughs> Don't ever accuse me of that. But that's it. Harajuku on the internet, kpoppodcast.com. Uh, follow us on iTunes, searcher. Uh, you know, subscribe to our YouTube, youtubecom TV. That's it. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Toodaloo. Annyeong. Fighting. <laughs>